Welcome to Conspiragate. This is episode two, and we're calling it Coronagate, because right now we're going to be talking about the coronavirus, a bunch of theories that people have about the coronavirus, some true, some probably absolutely not true. My name is Troy Thomas. I'm Roman the Rapper. And let's get started. Okay, so originally, people were saying that, no, not just originally, up until today even, people are saying that this was a wet market issue in China, that it had to do with some sort of a disease that a bat, like a singular bat, had that someone ate and passed on this disease to someone who ate the bat. But the, And it's possible because that happens sometimes with diseases with like deer and things like that. But now people, now there's a lot of people who are theorizing that it was a Wuhan lab leak, which is possible. And what makes me think <clears throat> it's even more possible is that the person of Wuhan, uh, who's the head of Wuhan lab, is like vehemently saying, like, absolutely not. And I just don't believe anything anyone involved with China says. I just don't. <laughs> right. Well, okay. So I'm, I'm trying to remember this, but I, from the original thing, these wet markets are just like breeding grounds. Like it's insane because yeah. chi- in China, the density of the population is, is ridiculous. You have all these people packed in there. It, it's just like a powder keg. That's why all these diseases take off like this. Cause everybody's on top of each other, just like New York. That's why it's crazy like that in New York. Yeah. And you also like take into account like the things that they sell at wet markets. It's like, they don't care what they're selling. They could be like, <laughs> we just found this dead dog in the alley and we were like, why waste perfectly good meat? Yeah. And well, the wet markets are set up the same way too as the, uh, the, the buildings. So you've got all these animals in these cages right next to each other. So what they were thinking was uh, it went from a bat to like another species, like a mammal. And then when it mutated, then it was basically able to pass to a human because it was more like a, a mammal mutation at that point. Okay, so it just, it was like the coronavirus mutated, like all coronaviruses mutate, or like a lot of them do. Yeah, because coronavirus is basically SARS-2, the sequel. That's like literally what they call it, SARS-CoV-2. Well, coronaviruses are like almost any flu. Like, there, it's like, there's so many different types of coronaviruses. Like, the only reason why people call this the coronavirus, I think, is just because, like, this is such a serious coronavirus. And, and COVID-19 isn't as easy to say as coronavirus. <laughs> well, there's, there's differentiation. Uh, coronavirus, it's like HIV, and COVID-19 is like AIDS. So, oh, you I get see. the COVID from the coronavirus, basically. So what you're saying is that a coronavirus is like the uh, the pre uh, COVID nineteen. Yeah, the coronavirus is the I don't even know what you call it. It's basically when you get coronavirus, then you get COVID nineteen from having it. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. Huh. <laughs> yeah, because I was wondering why they changed the name, and I'm like, oh no, they didn't change the name. It's- I just always assumed that Corona or that COVID nineteen was just like one of the coronaviruses. Yeah, well, apparently the actual coronavirus is the thing that gets you sick, but the COVID nineteen is the actual disease. Huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah. Well, okay, so Bill Gates is pretty hard on like trying to get everyone like vaccinated with like a new vaccine within the next 18 months. And like he's saying that 
he's like really pushing towards getting a vaccine created for this. And what a lot of people don't know about Bill Gates is that he's been like on the forefront of tons of vaccines, especially like in Africa and countries like that. Um, and he's, what's kind of interesting about it is like the vaccines that he's created, like it's public knowledge that you can look this up have like killed numerous amounts of kids. And it's just kind of, I don't know. Like it, it's, there's things he also says about population control that are kind of suspect. And you wonder if someone who uh, talks the way he does about depopulation should be in charge of like anything having to do with health. He scares me a lot. Like yeah. the amount of power he has. And um, I think they had verified it was either his dad or his grandfather was heavy into eugenics. Like there, oh. there's a record of it. So they're pretty much thinking, you know, the, the conspiracy theories are that he feels the same way, especially because he has ties to some of these people like, um, who's the, uh, um, who's the plant parenthood lady. I think he has ties to her. Oh, the lady who was like, black people shouldn't have kids. Things like that. Yeah. Apparently plant parenthood was basically created to, for population control, specifically for black communities. Okay, so that's that actually leads into another point about Bill Gates. Bill Gates has had like videos, a couple of videos where he talks about in interviews where he's like, "Well, the poorest um, areas in the world are the most heavily populated, and we need to design a way to eliminate that. We need to yeah. lower that as soon as possible." And I kind of get it from like if you're talking like a, like a harmless point of view, I sort of get it because it's like. Yeah, maybe like uh, give them birth control. Maybe get, but he doesn't go into any specifics. He kind of just talks about how like poor neighborhoods need to become depopulated. Yeah, well, there was supposed evidence that some of these vaccines are also sterilizing people involuntarily. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah, there were reports on that. There's all sorts of shady stuff with these vaccines. People are saying, um, I'm trying to remember who it was. I want to say it was the president of one of the, the African countries. He had sent um, subjects for testing. Mm -hmm. And I think one of them was like a vegetable or something. It wasn't even like, like a person. And it came back positive for coronavirus. What? Like he got, he got suspicious about these whole vaccines and how everything was positive. But even, even the death toll right now, they're reporting there. Even if you had, if you had it, but you died from something else, they're reporting that as the death. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you got hit by a truck and you happened to have had coronavirus, I don't even know if you had to have had the actual virus at the time you got killed. I'm not no. even sure if it's like, oh, he just had the antibodies or something like that. If you not even hit, that. Well, I mean, like, yeah, if you just had, if you say, like, in the past you had coronavirus, you didn't even know it, but you got over it because there's so many people who are asymptomatic. And you got killed by, say, getting hit by a bus or, like, you got shot or, like, whatever it is. You had a heart attack. The hospitals would say, oh, it was COVID-related. So that's why the death tolls are so high. And a lot of um, people are saying that, like, the actual numbers are closer to, like, say, like, fifty to 60,000 as opposed to, like, eighty-seven to 100,000. Yeah, well, it's not even – I don't even think they have to test you. It's if you have any symptoms that are – like, there's, like, this whole list of symptoms – so like even um like any of the symptoms if you if they show that you have any of the symptoms they put it down as coronavirus because the hospitals get uh incentive 
they get money for it. That's right. That's what I heard. So yeah, that's wow. So yeah, that completely fucks up everything. And like when you, well, when it comes to like uh, the numbers and when you look at like, like on occasion, I'll throw on Fox news or CNN or MSNBC and like Fox news. I remember like literally like a month ago, there were like 67,000 dead from Corona. And I'm like, you look at like the CDC and they're like, no, of actual uh, Corona deaths, it's like 34,000. Yeah. Well, and yeah, if there's a financial incentive and you have a hospital that's, you know, going down, what are you going to do? Of course. But you notice the healthcare workers don't seem that concerned about it. You see the nurses doing TikToks. They're getting furloughed. <laughs> there's a lot of them that are like out of jobs right now. Yeah. The hospitals aren't as full. No. It's, it's really in the hot spots. Well, that's, so that's the thing. It's like we were expecting... And, you know, it's good, like, that these hospitals aren't overrun with people. But, like, we were expecting, like, the. Uh, I remember seeing websites where they were, like, okay, by May uh, 3rd, or no, by April 3rd, like, for Phoenix, um, the that's going to be, like, the point of no return where, like, hospitals are going to be overrun. So make sure that from now until the end of this peak, you're being careful because you're not going to be able to get a hospital bed because things are going to be too full in the hospitals. And it was like, not even close to that. Like you, you'll see like videos of hospitals that are like almost abandoned. Right. Well, I think some of that too is uh, they've cut non-essential things too, like elective procedures. But the problem with some of that is some of those elective procedures, they're not, it's not like you're getting a nose job. There are certain things that you don't need right away, but if you put it off too long, then it becomes a real yeah. health issue. Yeah, that, that's the problem is that like there are certain uh, procedures that they're considering uh, elective that really shouldn't be considered elective. Like if someone, um, I don't know, if someone has like awful knees or something like that and they need to get knee surgery, but it's an elective surgery because you don't technically need it to live. It's like, well, what happens if like they put it off so long that now they can't use their legs? Yeah. Yeah. So they cleared out the hospitals because they were expecting this huge influx, which never came. Right. And now they're like just sitting there and these, these people are out of jobs right now too. So that's also hurting the economy. Yeah. That and, um, I mean, you see the nurses doing TikToks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's that. And it's like, one thing that's kind of sickening is like, I remember seeing, it was like a video of this guy who was a, a, a cabbie. He was like a cab driver. And he, um, he like brought in, he, he, his thing is like, he drives around and he brings in people who have COVID to the hospital. And he walked what? in, he's like a superhero or something. And he like walked into the hospital and all of the nurses and doctors and like uh, secretaries behind the tables, they all like stood and like did like a standing ovation for like two minutes clapping for him. And he's just like, no, please, I only do this for the people. And it's like, do your fucking job. Show us a little initiative. You don't need to clap for this dude for fucking like two to three minutes on this video just so you get a video that goes viral. Like... It's just, I saw that and I was like, why aren't you working? <laughs> right. Well, again, yeah, if you have all these places, a lot of the country isn't that densely populated. I mean, you're just talking about like the coastal cities and like the really major cities that really have to be worried on the level of China. Because, you know, New York 
is basically getting hit as hard as China with this right now. They are definitely suffering. I think actually, I think at this point, um, I think New York became like the worst area in the world or something like that when it comes to Corona. Probably. Well, and also though, you wouldn't know because China's not reporting things accurately. Oh, dude, China. Okay. So I remember back in February, my brother sending me like um, tweets because I had heard about coronavirus um, through him. He was just like, oh yeah, like there's this virus that's uh, been spreading through China. I was like, oh, okay, that's, that sucks. Um, and he's just like, no dude, like things are getting weird. Like the Chinese government is downplaying it, but like now you're seeing videos of like Chinese policemen, like literally nailing doors and doors and windows shut and shit like that. And I was like, ah, that's interesting. And then like about two weeks later, everyone had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not, they're definitely not reporting it accurately. I think they were purposely not testing people as well. So yeah, I mean, we're probably not even testing as many people as we need to. That's also another thing I'm concerned about, too, is because we were supposed to be flattening the curve so we could, you know, get all this stuff ready. And I don't even think we have enough tests yet. There's that. And it's like, I'm wondering if, like, anyone needs to fucking worry about anything when it comes to coronavirus. I mean, outside of old people, old people should absolutely worry about what the fuck they're doing. Like, and they should be worrying during flu season too. But you look at like the percentage, it's like, I think if you're like below the age of 70, you have like a 0.2% chance of it like affecting you in like a really awful way. Yeah. Well, there's a theory too that I've heard that, it might have already been around longer than we realized and people have been getting it and not realizing it. And the death toll is even lower than we think. Well, it's so funny. Cause like, I've even had like friends and family who are like, I think I had the coronavirus in d- December or January. And I'm like, yeah, maybe, but it was literally, you were in, it was the flu season. Like who fucking knows? Yeah. It definitely could have happened. It could have happened. Yeah. But the symptoms are pretty much the same as the flu with like a couple differences. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like you probably would have gotten it by now if you were going to get it. Yeah, I mean, like the only thing that could be an argument against that is that like we people have been way more careful since like May 11th or whatever, or not May, uh, March 11th or whatever it was. Um, so people haven't really been around people as often as they would be or haven't been um at like as in contact with people at least um so i see a bunch of people on the fucking street (laughs) yeah yeah no i get that but i mean like um where you might be like in like you know a maskless conversation with someone like for the you know every other time in your life over the past like two to three months a lot of the time if you're in public most people they've been like you know, either had a mask on, they've had gloves on, they've done something that's been like some sort of procedure. Yeah, yeah. Uh I yeah. I mean I've been around a lot of people just grocery shopping. There's grocery stores that were packed. Yeah. Uh it seems to be calming down now. You could actually get some toilet paper now. So that's <laughs> nice. Yeah. I remember uh I I bought I had like three cartons of eggs and then they were like, excuse me, but the limits two and I almost had a freak out, but I, I understood where they were coming from. Oh yeah, well in California they wouldn't even let you in uh, the store without a mask on. I had to I had to go home. Oh really? Did they turn you away? Yeah, I went to Walmart. They said no, you can't uh, come in. 
Yeah, I've seen videos of that. Like the okay, so here's another thing about coronavirus that I find kind of hilarious is there's these people and it's like I to like one degree I get it, but another degree I'm like just fucking then don't shop anywhere cuz like these people will be will go into like a store or something like that and they're like, "Excuse me, but you need a mask." And like, "Actually, it's my constitutional right where I don't need a fucking mask to buy oranges." And that's really not true because private the constitution has nothing to do with private businesses like the constitution has to do with protecting you against the government it doesn't have to do with protecting you against policies of albertsons or like kroger's or something well actually the they're doing these policies because the government told them to like it was um a state mandate at least here like the governor said it okay so yeah in la that makes sense so yeah. Depends on where you are, I guess. But yeah. I mean, if if you're at the point where you're not allowed to get food, that's kind of some scary shit. That is scary shit. And that is, that's why I do understand it from that point of view. Um, it's just, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it's really gotten to the point where, like, I'll wear a mask in public, but it's really just so people don't think I'm a douchebag. Yeah. Like, that's well, the only thing. I, I totally like I went down to the, the little corner store over here and it's like this uh this little Mexican supermarket and they didn't care if I wore a mask or not. They didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had I mean, toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I should have been going here, fuck Walmart. <laughs> yeah, you know, fuck Walmart in general. Just just shop just shop at that Mexican uh, mom and pop shop. I've been going there all the time now. I've been going there like almost every other day. <laughs> I get my little bag. I can walk over there. It's not far at all. No, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I have up right now this uh, Forbes article. The, tit- the, uh, the title of the article is Pure Fabrication. Wuhan lab director rejects theory that coronavirus leaked from facility. Uh, and then it says the ex- the explosive theory that COVID nineteen leaked from a lab in Wuhan is pure fabrication. The facility's director said Sunday, and comes amid tensions uh, between the U S. and China over the origin of the virus and repeated attacks by the Trump administration to deflect criticism of its own response to the outbreak. Um, so he's saying that it wasn't made in their lab because because I I saw on there he said we didn't even know about it. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I want to say that's bullshit because I believe that it's public knowledge. I think it's public knowledge anyway, that, um, that they were actually testing on bats certain shit. And then a, like some of those bats got sold in at, at that wet uh, market. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's, you know, when it comes to the Trump's administration, uh, their response to this, it's a mixed bag for me because it's like, yeah, the moment Trump heard something about this in January, which is from what I understand when he heard about it, there should have been some sort of response. He didn't think anything was going to come of it or that it would be a problem. He also probably shouldn't have fired the pandemic response team in 2018. Um, that was a that was a big problem. Um, but Did you, you see know, Joe Biden uh, during what? Did you see Joe Biden wearing the mask today? No, what happened? <laughs> he just looks goofy. He's wearing a mask, and Trump retweeted it, making fun of him. Trump also made um, if you don't or like you're not black shirts, which is hilarious. Because <laughs> Joe said that. Yeah, 
Joe's like, if you don't, if you're confused about who to vote for now, then let me tell you something, Charlemagne, Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God, you're, you're not black. <laughs> Charlemagne was like, actually, I don't give a fuck. I just want good things to happen for the black community. Charlotte, first of all, I love Charlemagne. Charlemagne is like yeah. the black Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he's kind of like the black Joe Rogan in a way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So but um, yeah. But so one thing that's kind of funny about Fauci, because we haven't really talked about Fauci yet, is that um, so I believe it was like mid-February. Um, he was being asked about the coronavirus and like uh, how serious it is, like if we have to worry about it and things like that. He's like, listen, you don't need to wear a mask. You don't need to wear gloves. Don't worry about it. This thing is going to blow over like the flu. It's not going to be something that's going to like be devastating to your lives. And then like two weeks later, he's on with Jake Tapper, I think. And Jake's like, now, I heard that you tried to convince Trump that, um, you know, you have to, like, tell everyone to wear a mask everywhere they go and gloves everywhere they go. And uh, he just um, avoided your advice of that. And Fauci was like, I tried, Jake. I tried to tell him. But the man doesn't listen. Have you ever met Trump? The man only goes by his own accord. And it's like, <sighs> yeah, you're a piece of shit. Well, okay, but to be fair, I think a lot of us thought this way because this isn't the first time. There's there was SARS, there was the swine flu. Like none of this ever that's, blew up. That's fine, but own your opinion. Be like, oh yeah, I didn't actually like two weeks ago try to convince Trump of anything. I was actually on the front line saying fuck masks, fuck gloves. But now I know the situation's different. He didn't say that. But he was like, he was like, oh man, I've known this has been serious since January, and I tried to convince Trump, but he wouldn't listen to me. And it's like I'm just talking to a fucking wall. Yeah, it seemed like public opinion shifted at one point, and then you couldn't say anything against it because that who was Joe Rogan had that one guy on there that was supposedly the expert, and he yeah. said the same thing about the masks. He said the masks, it's really the respirator uh, you need because. The masks don't really do much. They could maybe prevent you from getting somebody else sick if you're sick, but not even completely. Well, because it's airborne. You know what's funny is um, the have you heard about the problem with the ventilators? Mm -mm. Dude, so there are there's, tons there's different ones. Oh, there's different ventilators. Yeah, because I just saw one of these doctors saying. Um, because Trump was going to fly like all these planes over as like a tribute to the doctor or something. And the, and the guy's like, no, spend the money on getting us equipment because we need ventilators. And he, he, because they were talking about the, uh, what was it, the N95s or something? But there, he said it in a different one that was like Wait, supposedly a more hardcore version. Isn't that a mask? Uh, I think it's a ventilator. Or oh. Okay. Well, what what I've what I come to understand is that there are a lot of doctors now who are talking about how ventilators that they've been using in um, hospitals kill like eighty percent of the people who have coronavirus really badly in hospitals, and the reason for that is because when the ventilators start breathing for your body, your body goes, "Oh, I guess the ventilator is going to breathe for you now, and I don't need to do any work." Hmm. So, and it's become like a huge problem. So like, and that was one thing like 
when this virus got like really big, I was like, oh my God, like I was blaming Trump. I was like, why the fuck isn't Trump like giving, like making Ford and like GNC and Chevy, like why aren't they, he going to these companies and being like, stop production on trucks and fucking start production on ventilations because that's our ventilators because that's what they used to do in, um, uh, I think, what was it? That's what they used to do during, oh, fuck, something during World War II. Yeah, what it was. Well, they ended up doing that eventually. Okay, so that, but that, that was like what I was freaking out about. But then, like, I heard that, and I was, and I was like, oh fuck, maybe ventilators definitely aren't the answer because if your body then is getting tricked into thinking it doesn't need to breathe for you, then that's completely counterproductive. Like, there's this comedian, uh, Michael Yo. He had uh, COVID real bad, like, cause he had. Uh, gone to New York City like right before everything really broke out and like he was taking like fan pictures and shit like that with a bunch of people and then he got it awful like he was about to die and he went to the hospital and they were like listen if we put this guy on a ventilator he's gonna die like fucking we'll keep him like uh, medicated with what we need and outside of that we just need to see if this turns for the worse or turns for the better and luckily it turned for the better but it was his. The number one thing the doctor said was, "Do not put him on a put him on a ventilator." Okay, yeah, I think I'm getting the terms confused because the ventilator and a respirator, I guess, are two different things. Mm. So the the ventilator is the the medical equipment that like they hook you up to that that breathes for you. Um, right. I'm talking about the respirator, the N95 masks. Oh, okay, right. So the masks, yeah. I thought those were masks. Um, yeah, those ones are really good because I think that's specific to um. Those like, are the ones that actually filter the air, like you. Yeah, yeah. Those are the, the hardcore ones. Yeah, those are the ones you need. Like those are the ones that um, I think like if you have like, you know, people doing work and stuff, they they have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't like breathe in a bunch of mold and shit like that. Exactly. Yeah, because because what they said that you have to have is a face covering. It's not even like because what you really need is is the if you really want to be like super safe, it's the ventilators. So they didn't even say that you need to have that. They said you need to have just like, like you can literally walk into wearing a bandana, yeah, like yeah. just something covering your face, which I guess is better than nothing. I think it is. I think but it that, is probably better than nothing. But I don't know. I don't know how effective it is. Like it's not, it's, I mean, it's a very low percentage. Yeah. I, I think like, and like, this is something that like a lot of people post about like on social media where it's like, listen, you're not wearing masks to protect you. You're wearing masks to protect everyone else. And I think that there is like a grain of truth to that. Yeah, no, it's, it definitely does something. That's, that's what I'm thinking is that maybe that's part of why he flip flopped on his opinion. Cause, cause really if it wasn't that serious, you wouldn't be telling people to wear masks because they're oh, not that effective. But dude, it wasn't like he was flip flopping on his opinion. He was just straight up lying. He was like, "No, man, I tried telling Trump that um, that everyone needs to wear masks and that everyone needs to wear gloves, but he wouldn't listen." And that was not what he said. What he said oh. was that no one needs to wear masks, no one needs to wear gloves because this is not going to be a big issue. Oh, so he didn't even acknowledge that he said that. He just no. like acted like he never said that. Yeah, he just he was just like, "Oh, that Trump. You know how he is, Jake." Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but then yeah, so they said you have to have face coverings. Um, I think that's still in effect here. Cuz 
I think, yeah, I went to the store the other day and I, they still have the signs up saying that you have to have it. Oh yeah. No. And like, if you don't wear one, you'll get dirty looks like, yeah, I was at the laundromat. This girl kept looking at me. I thought she was checking me out. <laughs> <laughs> she was just like this piece of shit. <laughs> I think, but this is when it first started though. So I wasn't, I like totally must've missed the whole memo or whatever. <laughs> No, oh, yeah, no. no. I, I, I had voiced my opinion to a friend of mine, like on her Facebook uh, account. I was just like, I'm gonna be honest. This is gonna sound like the most dickish thing ever, but I don't wear my mask for anyone else. I only wear my mask because I don't want to look like a douchebag. And like, she was just like, "Oh, that's real cool." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess if it makes people feel better, better yeah, than nothing. It, I mean, it does I, a little bit something. Look, like I don't give a shit if I get it. Right. <laughs> and the yeah. reason is because it's just not gonna fucking fuck me up hopefully Fingers i mean crossed. yeah i mean probably not anyway well yeah there was there, there was concern that because we have a lot more health problems here than in china yeah like obesity that it could yeah. affect more people here oh yeah no and that's one thing you're right. Like if you're, if you're, cause I am a fat man. Like if you were to like say, Oh, would, um, 120 pound Jerry, uh, have less of a worry than like, you know, 300 some odd pound Troy, that would be like, yeah, he would have less worry than I would. But that's the whole country though. I mean, yeah, you know, we're a country of fat asses. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But, um, even though, like I would have more worry than someone who's like 150 pounds or something like that. I still don't think I have that much to worry about. I would think you would have as much problem with the flu or any other disease too. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Okay. So, uh, let's, um, Oh no, the global vaccine summit. Yeah. So I'm going to show you, I'm going to send you a video and can you play it Roman? Cause I have my uh, speaker or my headphones on right now. This is Bill Gates uh, talking about depopulation in poor areas. Let's go to a couple of questions that we've actually received since we started the, the webcast. Uh, the first is on population growth. And the question is, one of our most pressi pressing issues is population growth. How do you uh, expect this to be addressed? Well, the population growth issue at the global level is not that daunting. That is the population percentage-wise is growing slower today than in the past, and so it will actually peak out. The problem is that the population is growing the fastest where people are less able to deal with it. So it's in the very poorest places that you're going to have a tripling in population by 2050. And so their ability to feed, educate, provide jobs, stability, protect the environment in those locations mean uh, you know, they're faced with an almost impossible problem. Northern Nigeria, Yemen, Chad. Uh, and so what we need to do is take this aid generosity and this innovation and go into those places, uh, offer the women better tools where they want to space birthing or, or have a smaller family size, and improve health because it's amazingly, as, as children survive, parents feel like they'll have enough uh, kids to support them in their old age, and so they choose to have less children. Niger right now, it's still seven children per family, whereas in the richer countries, uh, you're often at 
at a stable point of which is 2.1 or, or even less. And so it's really an acute problem in a, a certain number of places and we've got to make sure uh, that we help out with the tools now so that they don't have an impossible situation later. So here's, here's the thing that's, if you look at the like to dislike ratio in that video, it's hilarious. <laughs> um, so here's the thing about what he said is like, he doesn't go into any details about what these tools are going to be that are going to help these people depopulate these poor neighborhoods. I just disliked the video. <laughs> Thumbs down. Yeah. Like he, so he's just like, Oh my God. Like if you pay attention to like the poor neighborhoods globally, it's, it's a fucking mess. We need to clean this up. And he never talks about like if the tools are birth control. He never talks about anything like that. He's just like, we got to figure out how to fucking wipe these people out. <laughs> well, it's not just a global issue though, because it's the same anywhere. It's the same here in America too. Like poor people have sex, don't give a fuck, right. but they do give a fuck, but they fuck. But yeah. <laughs> but they they just like fuck and have kids out of control. Any, I mean, any fucking poor people are like that. They don't. The, there's like all sorts of studies about it where if you have money and you have an education, you actually sit there and you plan your family out and you wait to actually have kids and uh, you have less kids is like what he's talking about. So yeah, that's the same thing anywhere. But if you have like a whole fucking continent that's full of poor people, they're going to behave the same way. Yeah. So you know what video we should play next? We should play the video where he um, talks about how like, uh, you remember that like slip up he had where he was saying, um, he was on, he was talking to Stephen Colbert and he goes like, yeah, we're doing our best to like kill kids. Basically. I forgot like the specifics of it, but one second, I'm going to find this video and I'm going to send it to you. So you're saying that if you think you're going to have, if you think you're going to live. So if you have more money, you have less kids. I think that's what he's saying. I think he also said that like the people who are, uh, are like, areas where people are healthier um they decide to have less kids and i don't understand the correlation ah uh, well that makes sense because if you don't think like all your kids are gonna die you only need to have like a couple of kids oh uh, i guess <laughs> that's because that that used to be a thing back in the you know great depression and stuff you know people have a bunch of kids and, like two survive that that's that's like animals too. Animals like, you know, like the cats and dogs, they have these big litters because, you know, evolutionary speaking, a lot of them would die. Uh, and then if, if, it, if it didn't work itself out, they, you know, they go extinct. There was one video, Alex Jones was playing it, where they were introducing Bill Gates at some dinner and they introduced him as like the head of, population control or something like that it was yeah, something dude. insane like that like bill gates has been um in charge of like vaccinating africa like for decades and like it's shown that like there's a lot not like i'm not saying majority or anything like that but there's a large percentage a larger percentage than should be of these kids that are getting vaccinated with his vaccines they're just dropping dead yeah they're dropping dead 
There there have been reports of them going sterile. Yeah. Um, I think unplanned abortions, like like uh, miscarriages happening, all sorts of things. And it also makes me wonder, like, how these things are being reported to, like, because it's like, if you give somebody the vaccine and they die from it. Yeah. You could just say, oh, well, that was an unsuccessful vaccine. Meanwhile, your whole intention was to kill them. And it's possible that (laughs) some people survived just through sheer luck. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, listen, I've known so many people who annually get flu shots, right? Mm -hmm. And they, uh, every year, get the flu. I I haven't once gotten a flu shot. Maybe since I was a kid. I might have gotten a flu shot as a kid. But I don't get the fucking flu. There's a lot of problems with the flu shot. I don't get the flu shot either. The flu shot doesn't actually protect you from every type of flu it only stops certain strains so yeah you could get the flu shot and get a different kind of flu (laughs) yeah yeah i feel like it's maybe good for the same people like for older people maybe or people who have like weak immune systems maybe but it's like okay there's so many instances though where i've heard from people who are like I just don't get I just don't have money to get a flu shot every year or I just can't get a flu shot every year and those people don't get the flu and then you hear about people who get flu shots because like it's offered to them at their place of work or something like that and then they're like oh my god I get the flu every year it's always in December and it's like what's the correlation that's bizarre that is weird yeah flu shots always seem like kind of a scam because they're literally giving you the flu because a vaccine, a vaccine is at its basis level is a weakened version of whatever thing you're being vaccinated against. It's basically they're giving you <laughs> you're playing a video game on recruit difficulty <laughs> <laughs> for your bitch ass immune system. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're too weak to handle this here. <laughs> Softened up for you. <laughs> Oh, okay. So there was another thing with the um, the, the the airport. They had um, they had shut down the uh, airport uh, with Wuhan, but they stopped local flights. But they didn't stop international flights. I'm sorry. What, what, can you say that one more time? Mm, yeah, Wuhan at the airport. Once they found out about the, the coronavirus, yeah, they shut down all the local flights. They did not shut down the international flights. Huh. So there was theories that China was weaponizing this and doing this on purpose. Yeah. No, I've heard that theory that like coronavirus or COVID-19 is like this um, basically bioweapon. And the reason why they aren't getting shit for it is because like they're pretending it was a leak. So it's like, because, you know, a bioweapon, that's against the Geneva Convention. That's why when, um, supposedly, though it was, it's been more or less disproven, when, like, Syria or when Assad, like, gassed his own people, uh, supposedly, um, 
the reason why uh, we were like so gun ho about like stopping Syria and like we bombed that fucking airfield is because that's against the Geneva Convention. That's something that is literally it's against international war law. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty easy to to test a bioweapon and be like, oh, oops, that was an accident. Yeah, I mean, it, that's it's kind of brilliant if that is what it is. I mean, because you could be like, okay, we let's look at how the Chinese and American uh, relationship as it's been in the last couple years. We have been having war or uh, trade conflicts conflicts with China for ages. And it's, it's ramped up even more with Trump because Trump's like, fuck you, China. Like, we're not going to keep giving you our jobs. We're going to take some of our jobs back from you. So what if um, what if it was one of those things where China was like, you know what? What if we just weaken America's economy so badly that they need us? They need to rely on our work. They need to rely on having workers work within China because now they can't afford to pay their own workers. Dude, it's so bad in LA. There's like whole neighborhoods that are like like apartment buildings, like high rises. They're they're like tax shelters. They're owned by like Chinese citizens and nobody lives there. They're just empty. Like like these motherfuckers own LA. It's insane. Yeah. And Dude. um it's oh. like here here's what was scaring me was like say that it was a bioweapon. What if like they released this as a, uh, a as a bioweapon, and they the reason why it's so ineffective like compared to say even like the swine flu or like H H one N one or whatever. If that was I think that was the swine flu, but yeah, it was. um, like what if they're just like okay let's test the waters with this. How is this going to affect uh, the U S economy and how the United States operates? And now they're just kind of observing like how we're working under lockdown and shit like that. And I'm like, okay, now next we're going to release something that we're going to call it a mutation of COVID-19, but it's going to be something completely different and it's just going to devastate us much worse. Well, that's the one good thing that I think is going to come out of this is we'll be ready for something that's even worse than this. Like it's a good thing that this wasn't this bad, but that one guy that was on a uh, Joe Rogan shot, I wish I could remember his name. He said that he, he was like one of the guys that was, you know, helping to stop H1 and one and all the other ones. And he said, part of the issue was that those diseases, the symptoms would show up and then you would have it with this one. You have it. And then you don't know until later like the symptoms show up later. So it was harder to contain it. Yeah. And like sometimes symptoms never showed up at all. In fact, most in most people, the symptoms don't show up. Which he was saying, it basically means it's a pretty weak disease. Yeah. Virus, so, I, I guess. so let's just say like, and like on, and you got anyone who's listening to this fucking podcast has to understand that the things that we're talking about, we're not discussing them as like complete facts. So Let's just say that the possibility is that China was like, okay, instead of just going to war with America, because if that happened, it would be like the biggest fucking war we've seen in a long time. Um, instead of just going to war with America, what if we figure out a way to weaken them to where we can become like the number one power and then they're number two? 
Well, it sounds like we're, you're talking about as a Cold War. It sounds like we're in a Cold War with China. I think we've been in a Cold War with China for some time. And I think it has to do a lot with um, our trade agreements and like how we've been, especially with Trump in office. Like, and, and I get it from like, in, to an extent from Trump's perspective, um, because having all of like outshooting like jobs to China isn't helping us like with anything. Well, remember the, the, the lead poisoning? There was lead in uh, all the toys and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, they've been doing this shit for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, it's possible. It's possible that, <laughs> you know, I've always been the, I've, it, like, since coronavirus has become really, like, this big thing, um, I, I've always been like, no, there's no fucking way this is, like, some bioweapon conspiracy. But, like, the more I think about it, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> If it's not, they've been doing everything they can to spread it to other places while keeping themselves safe. They've definitely been willfully ignorant. Like the airport thing, that's just one example. The The fact that they're not reporting the numbers accurately and not putting information out there. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's outside of China. This is affecting the world. And they're just like, oh, we're, we can't tell you that. Yeah. Like, or they'll just straight up lie about it. Like it's insane. They're putting the whole world at risk, and they don't give a shit. Yeah. Hey Roman, can you do me a favor? Can you play that video I sent you? I meet with scientists. We see a lot of things uh, that are going very well. Uh, things like reducing childhood death and uh, improving the nutrition. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So for the longest time, I was like, not the longest time, but when I first heard, it, I was like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe he said reducing. Maybe mm-hmm. he said reducing childhood death, but then like the more I heard it and then like I put on headphones. I meet with scientists. We see a lot of things uh, that are going very well. Uh, things like reducing childhood death and uh, improving the nutrition. So that's a P for sure. So um, is that a Freudian slip? Is it like him just accidentally saying producing instead of reducing? Maybe, mm-hmm. but I don't know. The dude's been involved with a lot of childhood death. So it's like maybe maybe that is just something he said on accident on live television in front of millions of people. Maybe he's working on a movie called Childhood Death and he's the producer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's what it is. (laughs) He's producing. (laughs) I didn't even know that's what he said, but I heard it. Yeah, no, for sure. That's what he said. And it's like, uh, he, he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, we're, we're doing great. We're, we're making great strides. We're producing childhood death. We're killing as many kids as possible. So I have a, my brother sent me this article. I just want to read through it. And if it's nothing, we'll fucking delete this. But the uh, headline goes, quantum dot tattoo and the seething energies of the light bearer. You can forget all about buying and selling because once they inject this thing into people's flesh, you won't be able to climb into a car, much less walk down the street without it. Sometime late in the 19th century, French French pharmacologist Raphael Dubois uh, extracted the oxidative enzymes necessary to generate bioluminescent light. Think fireflies, jellyfish, and certain fungi. Those two chemicals are Luciferian and Luciferase, names of which he personally coined. They derive from the, its Latin counterpart, Lucifer, and the name means light bringer. 
From the moment I began warning people about ID 2020, Bill Gates' magnum opus project, which promises to assign every man, woman, and child on earth a digital identification mark, I have stumbled upon a multitude of Bible believers who are already justifying their decisions with the worst deductive argument and perhaps the most tragic in the course of human history. And it goes something like this. I see nothing with taking ID 2020. I am not deceived. Therefore, ID 2020 is not the mark. Again, worst deductive argument ever. I'm not sure what else I or anybody else can possibly say to convince anyone, everyone of the grave situation we find ourselves in. Everything that I'm about to mention is currently being developed by Bill Gates, often in partnership with the COVID-19 playbook, MIT, all of which is backed by the United Nations and the Rockefeller Foundation. One, ID2020 is a global digital identification system and will be expected of every man, woman and child and it's quite literally called a certification mark two due to ongoing mutations with the covid 19 the coronavirus vaccine currently being developed will alter our dna uh, through an actual synthesizing of our individual genetic code using mrna and crispr technology wow which acts as scissors by cutting DNA at a designated spot and removing our, or inserting a new sequence with an artificial code. Need I remind you, this is the transhumanist wet dream. Uh, a recent Microsoft uh, patent, 060606, eh, we'll look into that one, uh, involves another impl uh, implantable device for the purpose of buying and selling, which is mutually covered by ID2020 and is likely the same project. It's a cryptocurrency system that monitors our bodily uh, activity, even our thoughts and emotions, and rewards each person based upon how well the perform they uh, the perform their task with monetary transactions. Four, a tiny drug delivery chip will act as a contraceptive, contraceptive agent turning off a woman's ability to reproduce like the flip of a light switch. Five, the digital ID will include an immunity passport. And six, to make sure every man, woman, and child compiles, or sorry, complies nice. with the One World Order's mandatory implementations, Gates and MIT are currently developing the human implantable quantum dot microneedle vac uh, vaccination delivery system. It's a tattoo for the hand, which will include our identification mark and vaccination records. Uh, it needs an enzyme called luciferase, I guess, in order to make it work. Uh, the transhumanist agent on every person's hand will grow with the bioluminescence of the light bearer, a chip you cannot remove with a knife. This is tracking. This is a tracking system which alters your DNA and is permanent. Thirty-three degree uh, Freemason and occultist uh, Manly P. Hall once wrote, "The seething energies of Lucifer are in his hands." Okay, so if you strip away some of the biblical bullshit, <laughs> and maybe whatever, maybe it's not biblical bullshit, but I, you know, either way, I have heard that Bill Gates has been designing chip technology that he wants to implement into people where they can tell you if you have COVID or not. Yeah. When I said at the beginning that I was scared, this is the reason why. Yeah. 
this is literal Big Brother. This is. It really is. It, it's it's very akin to it. Yeah. Yeah. This is you being tagged. This is. Yeah. This is we we're gonna, eventually this is going to be like we know where you are. You know and everything listen, about you. And now listen, is there benefits to having a tag? Oh yeah. Like if I don't have to worry about having a debit card or I don't have to worry about having my driver's license or anything like that. I love that. I love the fact that like, I'd be able to just like scan my like arm across like a fucking machine. And it's like, Oh, you paid for your groceries or something. I think that's great. But what's scary about it is it seems like this is also a way of tracking people. And I, that's we're, we already have the Patriot act, which is fucking garbage. And this is like way beyond that. This is going to be like uh, the the social currency, like uh, they're doing in China. What are they doing in China with that? Uh, like the social currency system, basically. Like, did you watch Black Mirror? Mm. There, there's, there's like an episode where they had uh, like Uber for people, like, um, like basically, not even Uber, like Yelp, like people rate you as a human uh, being. Yeah, there was also a community episode like that. That's funny. Yeah, so basically in China there's a the social currency system and if you have enough infractions you can't participate in society. You can't have a job. You so can't go to school. It's like if you have a <laughs> You're bad, like a pariah. So if you have like a oops, if you have like a bad interaction with someone, um your score can go down or something. I think it's like like if you committed a crime but but you remember in China the government is super heavy handed, so if you get caught speaking out against the government, like any of that shit can ding you. So let's say like you were in China and you um, download a season of or you said you download the complete series of Breaking Bad, and like the FBI sends you a notice that says, hey hey hey, you're not supposed to do that, and if you do this like five more times, then we're gonna shut off your internet which I've gotten mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so if that were to be the case with like your rating then go down and you can't like uh, be subject to certain things in society. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. crazy. They're basically, if you're bad enough, they ostracize you from society. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it seems like Bill Gates saw that and he was just like, Oh, that seems like a good system. Let's go ahead and implant chips into everyone. And I'm going to be real. There was a long time where, like, I, I've always, you know how, like, for the for years, for decades, people have been like, one day they're going to put chips in you, and, like, everything is going to have to do with that chip, and, like, they're going to know where you are, they're going to, you're going to be able to pay for shit with your chip, and I, <laughs> and I was like, sign me up, that sounds great, like, let me just do everything with this chip, so I don't have to worry about anything, then you think about the ramifications of that, and if they're limiting what you can do in society, based on your actions having to do like link to that chip that is something i don't like well yeah that's what it's going to be but even even where it, it could show if you um are like have the vaccine or if you're like think about like they will use this as a way to exclude you from things if you don't get this vaccine if you don't get this chip you can't go into this building you can't go into the store yeah i'm not getting a vaccine <laughs> yeah. well I'm just not they could make you at this point well then they better arrest me like what the yeah, fuck else are they gonna do they, they don't have to arrest you though once they've implemented this 
they can shut you out from society. You won't be able to go to the store. You won't be able to go to the bank. They'll completely shut you down. You'll, you'll. <laughs> that would be really shitty if it got to that point. Look, I'll read you what they do. They're doing in China right now. What, okay. what the implications are. Okay. So for citizens, travel ban. So you're not allowed to go on flights or travel if you're deemed untrustworthy. There are 4.37 million people who are untrustworthy based on this blacklist that they've already started. Mm. Um, exclusion from school admissions. If the, parent, if the parents, not even the child, if the parents of a child were to score below a certain threshold, their children would be excluded from the private schools in the region or even national universities. Um, social status could be used as a social symbol. Uh, oh, yeah, matchmaking. So, like, like if you're on Tinder or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're like, st- oh, this guy, he's, he's yeah. a piece of shit. That's almost like the equivalent of, like, Tinder, like, showing your credit score or something like that. Yeah. Um, religious stuff, debt collection. There, There's a court that released an app in China. Thank you. <laughs> They're showing a map of debt beat debt debtors within 500 meters and encouraged users to report individuals they believed could repay their debts. So basically wow. snitch on your. <laughs> oh, dude, my favorite thing, my favorite thing, and this is Corona related so we can talk about it. My favorite thing is um, Andrew Cuomo being like, Hey, go ahead and snitch on your fucking neighbors because if you do that, we're going to pay you like 50 bucks. And people were just sending him dick pics and shit. They're like, here you go, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not that far from what they're doing in some of these countries. That, like, yeah, they have that. They have that in Germany. They have that in Russia. They, you know, if if you're um, if you're against the uh, regime, snitch on your neighbor. That's so crazy. That's such bullshit, too. Like anyone who participated in that should fucking get fined or something. I almost said shot, but that's too crazy. <laughs> they should get fined. Like, oh, this was just, they should, it should be like, this should get a letter that's like, this was just a test to see if you were a complete tool and we're just going to go ahead and fine you $200 because you're an asshole. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not looking forward to uh, this social credit system being rolled out here, but if they start like putting things into your body, yeah. It's only a matter of time before they start putting restrictions if you don't comply with their rules. That's so crazy. And they'll know who you are. They'll know where you are. You know, I, I like the idea of the mask because I could, you know, <laughs> people won't see me. Yeah. Okay. So that's fun. So like, I'm a musician. So like, I went down to, uh, this is like maybe two months ago now. But that's when I started wearing a mask in public. And I went to like this uh, guitar luthier because I was going to build a new guitar. And I took parts down to him. And this dude was like the biggest douchebag in the world. Like he was just talking down to me like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And like I had a mask on. And while I was talking to him and while he was talking to me and saying like a bunch of bullshit, there was one point because I'm fat. He was just like, listen, he was like super gay. He was like, listen, buddy, if you... Uh, put on this here uh, like bridge on your guitar well, it's gonna last during your lifetime let me just say that and I was like yeah I get it I'm fat it's gonna shit. rip immediately yeah so yeah so I was just like I was making faces under the mask but he couldn't see it and I was like you piece of shit 
And oh, that is that really is like a blessing when it comes to these masks because you can kind of like be yourself fully. <laughs> See, could I would have been just like, you don't wear this mask and I could just rob you right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> if I were a different person, Roman, <laughs> I would have gone completely differently. Uh, I haven't been to a bank, but like, are banks requiring people to wear masks? Because they I used assume. to be. <laughs> You Dude, weren't allowed like, to wear a mask into a bank. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I went to the gas station uh, like last night to buy some beers, and I wasn't sure if because I I forgot my mask if I was gonna get turned away. And luckily, like they had like a screen divider, which by the way, never mm. fails to freak me out. What was it exactly? Just like a partition? Yeah, it was like a it's like a plastic partition that's between you and whoever the uh, cashier is, and I've seen that in like a few uh, places now. And in the hood, it, it, it's almost like everyone's becoming like that fucking corner alcohol store that's like on in every poor neighborhood. Like you go there and they're like, yeah, There's- like we we have this. So if you try to shoot at us, like we have something to kind of protect us. There's one right down the street from me, and I just remember they have it already. <laughs> they, they they literally have that. I didn't even think about it till this now. They were like, well, now we have another use for it. Oh yeah, I'm in the hood, but it's like really bad across the street. I can't even like go there at night sometimes, just because it gets super ghetto. Yeah, people pull guns out at each other and shit. It's because it's the liquor store. Oh yeah, liquor store yeah. right there. And there's all sorts of like like uh like gangbangers that hang out there and shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, um I mean I would just maybe carry like something because they don't even care. They they're okay with like even a bandana. Well, I mean like I use, I always have a mask in my truck or something like that in case I need to go somewhere. But like it was one of those instances where I just didn't even think about it and I just walked into the store and I was like and I was in the store and I saw on the floor they were like, Stay six feet away from people and I was like, Oh fuck, I forgot my mask. I was almost certain they were gonna turn me away, but then I saw the plastic partition, I was like, Yeah, maybe not. I noticed that a lot. I, I like walk by because people have all their cars parked on the street here. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got like their mask hanging off their their windshields. Oh, that's the funniest thing is people who like don't. Oh yeah, that's funny. And like, but one thing that's funny to me is like when people like don't wear their mask right. Like, I I was in the grocery store even just today, and I saw people where it was like it was just covering their mouth, and I was like, okay, maybe you're like me. Maybe you're like me, and you're just doing this so people don't think you're a douchebag. And I respect that. Or maybe you're just really stupid. You gotta breathe, man. You gotta breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially it's getting it's getting hot. I don't know. Yeah, things. Um, that that's one thing. That's actually another theory that has uh, been being kicked around is that like because summertime is coming, that coronavirus is or COVID's gonna get like basically take a huge downfall because heat has been proven to like kill out a lot of coronaviruses in the past and maybe well i mean that's been proven with at least some of them um and but then they're thinking like what if it takes like a huge it like has a huge uh uprising in the fall in the winter well from what i've seen a lot of these things actually tend to die off like in the the fall i know there's a flu season everything but the, the thing with the heat is the heat's not going to penetrate your body. So it's more like, I'm assuming it's more like on surfaces. 
Well, I think that they say that like the the like a lot of coronaviruses just can't live within like extreme heats or like a certain not even just extreme heats like at a certain degree like they just don't they aren't as active or something like that. Yeah, but if it's in your body, your body's going to regulate the temperature. So if oh, it goes if from already... if it goes from person to person, that's not going to matter. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true, but I, but if you're talking like airborne, it might be it might decrease it. Yeah, just like outside of the body, I'm sure it'll help, but I don't yeah. think it's gonna completely like knock it out like people were saying. But you know, like I've been saying, it's like you know, I, I have friends who are still acting like we're. It's almost like they feel like they're Jews in Auschwitz. Like they're just like, oh my god, like we've never seen such a hor- horrendous event that's ever happened to us. Like we're so oppressed because of this flu and i'm like guys like it's not you're fucking 20 like just breathe you're not gonna fucking catch it and if you catch it you're not even gonna know you have it and they might have already had it they wouldn't even they, know right yeah i, I do i've I'm been real tempted to like get that like nostril test just to see <laughs> if i have it or have had it it's definitely turned into a political thing too people feel like they're like you know yeah i can stand it because like i have so many friends and dude i can't post these podcasts on facebook because i (laughs) they'll hear me saying these things but like i have so many friends who are like um who are in the comedy scene in arizona and they're like these hardcore like establishment liberals who are like oh my god like anything that like uh fucking kamala harris or joe biden's is fact so Every so when it comes to this virus, like we're still in the peak, and it's like we were we're we've been past the peak for like almost a month now. We, you just need to fucking relax, and you need to not worry about this. You're not gonna die. You're not if you catch it. It's you're not even gonna know, man. Yeah, there's people hanging out in groups, not wearing masks. Already, people are already pretty much like acting like nothing's wrong. <laughs> Good. I think that's good. Like uh, that should be how people are because like, honestly, you know, you think about like, cause you and I are both musicians. Like you think about um, like how this is going to affect the, uh, how like concerts and shit like that, or like how it already has affected comedians and shit like that. Like people yeah. are worried that there's going to be, the, and they may be right. That there's going to be this PTSD that is surging throughout the world. And especially the country where, you know, you put on a comedy show or you put on a concert and people aren't going to want to be in a mosh pit. People aren't going to want to be in a comedy audience because they're thinking that the person next to them might have COVID. Yeah. Well, people are, people are herd animals. People, the masses are very susceptible to suggestion. I think that'll be the case at first until they see the canary (laughs) <laughs> the canary of the coal mine. I yeah. think once they see that it's safe and everybody else is doing it, they're going to feel pretty dumb to be freaking out. I hope so. Like, you know, there are um, like baseball, uh, or the MLB, I think, has been talking about how they're going to allow people in the stands, but they're going to be checking like everyone's uh, temperature, like as they walk into the thing, which is fucking stupid because like there's most cases, as we said earlier in the show, most cases you're asymptomatic yeah well they have to they have to be acting like they're doing something 
they right. honestly i doubt they really give a shit <laughs> like mm. like they have to put on a front they have to act like okay we're doing something to keep you guys safe but that shit does kind of scare me though that they're going around taking people's temperatures because a lot of this shit is shit that doesn't like get undone yeah yes yeah that's actually one thing that's problematic about this lockdown is that like it's no secret that i'm a libertarian like i'm pretty largely a libertarian anyway with like leftist ideals and like one thing that i know for a fact is that when the government takes away your right to something or they implement something where like let's say like a lockdown they keep that within their laws so they can bring it up whenever they want so like if we're if there's something that happens in the future where like they're like oh my god someone sneezed we're gonna have the entire uh population of america in lockdown now because someone sneezed even though it's actually like a screen for something else they want to do they can do that because we're already conditioned to be like oh shit the government said we need to go in lockdown let's go in lockdown right and that's why it was interesting to me that there were a lot of these protests happening, which I think some of that was sponsored by Infowars because they were pushing back. And I think it's a good thing that they were pushing back because a lot of people were kind of like rolling over. Like we're just going to let the government do what they want because we're scared. Yeah. And the government relied on that. I think like the, I don't know, like every single instance in, in history, where a right has been taken away from us has never been given back to us. I mean, look at the fucking Patriot Act. Yep. They can wiretap us any fucking time they want and monitor our calls, our emails, our conversations, no matter how private they are. And it's legal because there's been no pushback since they decided it was a necessity. Yeah, well, now that they could take your temperature whenever they want and we accepted it, what's next? I don't know. Uh, the, the chip. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Now, because well, what they'll say is, oh, well, this will make it easier. We don't have to take your temperature. We'll already know your temperature. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll know where you are, who you've talked to last, uh, what your last um, bank uh, statement says, like fucking everything. Yeah, just sign these 20 pages of terms of service. You'll read it, right? Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually funny because, like, you know, South Park had an episode that, like, detailed that pretty uh, extensively. Uh, <laughs> I the, that. Yeah, the human centipede. Mm. Yeah, where they're just like, oh, yeah, oh, Butters didn't read the terms of agreements, and they're all, like, <laughs> fucking ragging on Butters because he didn't read it. And like, you didn't read it before you agree to it? Like, because no one fucking does that. <laughs> Apparently anyone except for the people in South Park. And, uh, yeah, then he had to be, like, a part of, or maybe it was Kyle, had to be a part of, like, a fucking human centipede situation. <laughs> and it's so true, because I don't, no one fucking reads that shit. No one has the time to go through the legal documents that have to, that go over what we're agreeing to digitally. And we never, and we don't think it's serious, because it's so, it, digital, anything that's digital is so easy to just kind of, like, bypass. Yeah, well, it's. It's basically a digital signature at this point, so you it's a legal document. So you're agreeing yeah. to shit you don't even know you're agreeing to. You're- oh, all the time. Dude, I accept cookies constantly, and I'm <laughs> sure that's awful. Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, 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 whatever, New York Times, okay, blah, 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 blah. Have you ever actually tried to not accept? Like, a lot of the stuff will break websites. You, you, It's very difficult to be anonymous. 
all these websites will ask you for your shit. I don't even know if I have. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. Try it I, sometime. See yeah. see how easy it is. <laughs> Next time I'll be like, no, I don't accept your cookies. And they'll be like, oh. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll say you can't use the site. It's revolting. No, they'll say you can't use the site. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll break it. They, they want to know who you are. They need to know who you are. They won't let you just be anonymous. It's, it's and that's insane. becoming even more of a prevalent statement with this chip nonsense. Because, like, you know, that can be considered, like, a conspiracy theory of, of itself if it weren't for the fact that, like, Bill Gates has, like, publicly been talking about how everyone should be chipped because we need to know who has the fucking coronavirus. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, be, well, remember before this, it was terrorism. Terrorism was the excuse for everything. Yes. All, all your freedoms. Now this just fell into their lap. Like, oh, we could pretty much justify anything. These people let us get away with anything. So I was glad to see people protesting because, you know, shit. I mean, the people were making fun of them, but yeah, at the same time, it it actually put some pressure on the government to reopen shit. Yeah, and honestly, listen, like here's what's. <laughs> there should be a drinking game for every time I say listen. Um, <laughs> but there is like, people don't get that the depression that we're going to face this time next year is going to kill more people than anything. A coronavirus COVID-19 could ever fucking do. Oh, people, yeah. people don't understand that because they have never actually gone through a great depression they went through a recession and they know that that was awful and they would 100 percent blame bush which bush had a lot of blame for it but it was also the obama era but they're gonna yeah. realize real quick that poverty is gonna fuck them up way worse than this coronavirus and there's i don't know how how else to convince people of that and I don't know how to convince people that reopening the country is what we need to do. Because if you say that, if you say that to just anyone, to just like your friends, your family, in some instances, they're going to think, oh, you're a heartless bastard. You think that um, if we reopen that uh, this is, the coronavirus isn't going to go wild and like it's going to devastate us. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're misunderstanding. I do think that the coronavirus may get worse if you reopen, but I think it's going to be less devastating than if we have a fucking Great Depression that's literally worse than the one that we had in the 20s. And we're going to have 30 to 40% unemployment in America, and that's going to fucking rock us. We already have 20 to 30% unemployment in L.A., Yep. Yep. Skid Row. Well, and there's a lot of people making these straw man arguments about this shit too. Like, oh, well, you you want your you want grandma to die so you can go to, yes! to Applebee's. Fuck grandma. Fuck <laughs> grandma. She Meanwhile, she lived her life, Roman. She she lived her life. She lived it poorly or greatly, whatever it is. But you know what? fucking daddy needs to eat and that's what that's the fucking reality of it but it's not like shit is really shut down anyway we're we're not really like like you can go to most restaurants are still open for takeout like 
it's it's not that shut down right especially comparatively compared to like a month or two ago so even making that argument is ridiculous that that's not and it's easy for like these rich actors and celebrities to to tell people oh you know, dude when when i saw the videos of those fucking movie stars making like singing imagine i was like <laughs> i'm gonna fucking vomit i'm gonna puke all over the place because this is insane you guys don't fucking know shit like there was videos of like these celebrity parents who are like oh my god i have to make pb and j's for my kids every day and i'm like motherfucker welcome to parenthood dude well yeah and i mean it's insane because just these people don't they're so out of touch like yes. a regular person has to go to work and get a job like yeah there's a lot of places that aren't just giving you money there, there's some right. that are thank god thank god yeah. there's some companies that are still paying the employees for not coming to work yeah but a lot of them aren't doing that my cousin's a bartender she's been out of work she, who knows when she's going to be able to go back to work yeah. she's not getting paid so the stimulus thing is helping but there's oh. only so far it's gonna well, what go what the fuck is twelve hundred dollars gonna do when your rent is a thousand dollars a month or more yeah, she's in Miami. What the, the fuck? Like, like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Like, okay, so you, I got my rent covered. Now what? Yeah, and I mean, this was this wasn't uh, an imposed shutdown. This was voluntary. We all agreed to this. Yeah. There was at no point did the government say, like, like we all agreed to this, right? Yeah, and then like you look at like like your state, California, and they're talking about like extending a lockdown until August. Which is weird because they're already reopening things. They're like, reopening things, but they're reopening things at like at a certain capacity. Like, I think it's like sixty percent. Yeah, like they reopen like the beaches and stuff, which which is but I that was also part of the re, that was that was partly because of the protests. But people were going all to all these places anyway. People, people weren't really respecting this lockdown. I see people everywhere. I, I work in, you know, like like I had to get phone calls from people all the time everywhere. Yeah. The fucking freeways were like in gridlock at one point. Maybe not in downtown LA, but people are all over the place. Cause, yeah, no, well, and that's partly because like people are sick of this shit. And like people are going to progressively yeah. get sick of this shit during summer fucking especially in california like people aren't going to be sitting around in june in california when they can go to a beach or they can hang out at whatever fucking club they want to go to like people aren't going to just fucking lay down because the government or because newsom or whatever his name is like says oh we're going to extend our fucking lockdown until august they're going to say fuck you you're not going to take away my summer in 2020 regardless of how contagious and awful you think the pandemic is right now but and and when you look at the science the science is proving that it's not as bad as we thought no we're we're not seeing it you can't tell you can't piss on me and tell me it's raining like i don't believe you (laughs) right (laughs) especially especially here too because there are a lot of places in california that are you know close to the beach so there's there's no like central error so, like, you either, like, hook up some kind of air conditioning or you open the windows or you go outside or you go to the beach or something. Like, 
Like people are going stir crazy. You're getting cabin fever. You're, some people Look, are like losing track of days. I, I'm not saying being careful is something that should be frowned upon, but I am saying that people have, it's almost like they're looking at what everyone was saying in March and then they're just erasing the fact that that's been updated. Right. Yeah. Like they're just erasing the idea that like, oh, the science has now been proving that it's not as bad as it was, that um, the precautions that we've already taken place has flatline shit. And they're also not taking into account, like I said earlier, to a, a huge extent, they're not taking into account that if we keep closed longer, we are so fucked. And people don't fucking get it that if we stay closed any longer people are going to be homeless yeah i I don't think a lot of people like their job but they need to go to their job to get money (laughs) right (laughs) like there's some businesses that are you know helping out but you still got to pay your bills even if it's not now you still got to pay them eventually yeah and this is just going to put people further and further behind because that stimulus isn't going to cover all your bills. Stimulus isn't going to do anything. Now, look, you know, there's been talk that maybe this is what's going to trigger a UBI. And, like, I think maybe, potentially. And maybe that's something that should happen. But, you know, what would be interesting is do a UBI for a year. Do a UBI for a year. See how people are spending their money. And then take into account how they're spending their money. And then if they're spending it unwisely, take it away. I did see an article that was concerning that people are scared and they're not spending money. They're saving their money and there's thoughts that that could cause a depression. Well, here's the thing. We're so bankrupt as a country. Anyway, we've been in debt. For to so who? many to who? Fucking China, fucking Germany, fucking <laughs> so many different countries. But um China. Yeah, China for sure. Like China owns us in some regards. China. Yeah, we should actually just have a conversation, like a an episode about how China owns us. Um but it's not a conspiracy, that's a fact. It's just a fact. That's true. <laughs> we shouldn't do an episode on that because we only talk about bullshit on this episode on this uh, show. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's people. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those things where people don't understand. People don't grasp the fact that if 30 to 40% unemployment happens in this country, and I'm not just talking about LA or I'm not just talking about New York. I'm talking about the entire country that if that happens, they're not, they're not gonna they're not gonna be experiencing life in the same way that they thought they were they were going to by this time next year. It's gonna be a completely different game. Well, and there's people that, that do suffer too being home. Like I, I'm sure there's people going through, you know, all sorts of depression, that you know, not being able to go out of their house. You know, there's there's kids that are in bad situations with their parents. There's there's all sorts of things like they, oh, they don't go to school. Well, I mean, if you look at like, I mean, there's been a lot of articles. I don't know what the actual statistics are, but like, you, there's articles that talk about how like, oh, you know, the these couples 
these married couples or like these couples who live together who have been um, together for some time, they're now around each other so much that now, now they're finding out that their partner is actually a domestic abuser. Like they're, now they're talking, now they're finding out that like the partner that they, who they thought that they were actually aren't that person. They're actually like this insane person who like, you know, punches them in the face and shit like that. And so domestic, so the domestic abuse is like on the rise because people are now together too much. There are a lot of relationships that are going to suffer. And, um, I, yeah, people are just going to be around each other way too much. And that's going to cause all sorts of issues. I'm sure it's already happening. It is like there, there's been so, there's been so many studies and, you know, we, you say studies, but like, it's really just like articles that have been posted where they're like, you know, uh, Timmy and Jill, like they had an excellent relationship until COVID happened and lockdown happened. And now Timmy's been punching the shit out of the kids and Jill. <laughs> Their relationship was great until they had to spend some time with each yeah, other. Yeah, until they had to spend time together for a fucking couple of months. And then Timmy <laughs> turned to a, you know, Jack fucking Torrance in The Shining. And he got a fucking axe and he was like, you know, here's Timmy. And she was like, oh God, why, why? Timmy couldn't go see his mistress. That's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> why isn't Janet off? I thought she'd be at home now. <laughs> why is Pizza Hut texting you goodnight? <laughs> None of your business, bitch. You want my right hand? I'll give it to you. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it's all bad. So I think we are definitely going to see a depression after this is over. Yeah. That's the saddest thing about the entire thing. Like people want to point to like the potential, probably wrong, hundred thousand deaths. But you really want to point to the main, um, the main contributor to what's going to fuck up things. Point to April of next year. Point to May, uh, March of next year, where it's going to be everyone's on half the countries on the streets maybe 10% less than half the countries on the streets. And you're going to see a completely different America. And that's really going to be astounding to people. And I don't know how else to frame it. There's no fun. There's no fun way to frame that. There's no like fun way to say that like 30 to 40% of America is going to be unemployed, not being able to pay their rent, not being able to pay off their grocery bill not being able to feed their kids. There's no way to paint that other than there's going to be a lot more deaths and it's going to be not virus related. It's going to be economically related. Yeah. So do you want to see Bill Gates trying to debunk this, uh, this uh, vaccine thing? I want to see Bill Gates answer for his crimes. So there's an article on Reuters because everybody's been talking about Bill Gates. Uh, Bill Gates faces trial in India for illegally testing tribal children with vaccine. Yes. Okay. Please go into that. Please okay. go into that. So this is on Reuters. So a spokesperson for the Gates Foundation confirmed to Reuters via email. Apparently they didn't email is good enough to, <laughs> to debunk this. <laughs> this didn't require a phone call. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, via email that the allegations in the claim are false. There is no pending lawsuit against Gates or his foundation in relation to this. The vaccine trial in question was not illegal, though it was later halted and has been the source of controversy in India. 
So the claims refer to a human papillomavirus vaccine study conducted by the U.S. nonprofit organization Program for Appropriate Technology in Health, PATH for short. The study was financed by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It was canceled in 2010 after local media reported the death of seven girls taking parts. <laughs> okay. Wow. Let's see. The study was canceled in 2010 following local media reports highlighting the death of the seven girls. Okay. Investigations carried out by a committee designated by the Indian government later determined the deaths were unrelated to the vaccine demonstration. Mm, okay. Five were evidently unrelated to the vaccine. One girl drowned in a quarry. Another died from a snake bite. Two committed suicide by ingesting pesticides. Why two? And one died from complications of malaria. The causes of death for the other two girls were less certain. One possibly from pyrexia or high fever. And a second from a suspected cerebral hemorrhage. What the hell? You know what we haven't um, been discussing is... um... You remember that woman who gave her husband, it was in Arizona of all places. That's where I live. Um, that woman who gave her husband, um, I forgot what the drug's called. I need to look that up right now, actually. One second. Um, it's whatever that drug is that's anti COVID. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. This woman um, gave her husband uh, something that had hydroxychloroquine in it, as well as zinc, which that combination is supposed to um, like lessen the effects of the coronavirus like drastically. But the thing is, what she did was she didn't just give him a mix of, say, like a pill that had hydroxychloroquine in it and a pill that had zinc in it, what she did was she fed her husband koi pond cleaner, Mm. and it killed him. So now get this. Everyone on the left who is not thinking for themselves, not looking into shit, everyone on that side of the fence was like, oh, my God, Donald Trump said take a combination of hydroxychloroquine and zinc and now this guy in Arizona is dead because his wife heard what he said and fed him this shit but they aren't taking right. into effect, into account that he fucking ate koi pond cleaner that probably had poisons in it that were outside of hydroxychloroquine and zinc well, because the the pill itself, it, I, for I remember right, isn't it for? It's used for different things like um, I'm trying to remember what, but I, I want to say for diabetes or something, or for like like it's prescribed for something, so it's it shouldn't be harmful by itself. It's no, like an actual medication. I mean, okay, now look, the, there's been questions about that. Like, there's been. Like, I remember Trump, like, in the past couple of weeks has been like, I've been taking hydroxychloroquine every day. just to, Oh, it's from to... malaria. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he's been, malaria. So he's yeah. been saying he, like, he's been taking hydroxychloroquine, like, every day for, like, the past couple of weeks. And he's like, I've just been doing this to, like, uh, make sure that, like, I don't get, like, coronavirus and that I die. 
and seemingly he's been fine. There's been questions about like if hydroxychloroquine, if you take it, if it's been harmful to you or not. But the point is that everyone, not everyone, I guess, but like most people who have been seeing this story have been point, especially on the left, have been pointing to Donald Trump saying, take hydroxychloroquine and zinc and haven't been pointing to the fact that the woman fed her husband koi pond cleaner. Right. Which is yeah. fucking crazy. That is crazy. And I don't know what, what zinc would do, but I'm looking at the uh, the uses for the actual hydroxychloroquine. And it says it is used to treat malaria. It is also used for arthritis, lupus. So, yeah, it's it's like a regular drug. So I don't know what zinc would do, though. I think there's something having to do with the combination of hydroxychloroquine and zinc that has proven to uh, bring down effects of coronavirus. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I, obviously, I'm not a scientist, but I, I don't know what the actual combination does when it comes to coronavirus. But I do know that, like they say, that if you take a combination of hydroxychloroquine and zinc, that those work together to combat against um, coronavirus. Let's see. Oh, I found an article on WebMD. <laughs> that must be reliable. Zinc yeah. to the rescue. Researchers are testing whether zinc added could prevent infection. <laughs> okay, so I, mean, I don't know if this is where it came from, but there was a professor of surgery in Istanbul who was saying he thinks the best way to use it is in combination with zinc and vitamin C and D. And he was running a clinical trial. Uh, he says, okay, so apparently the zinc gets inside the infected cells to destroy the virus. So they, they use the zinc. I guess they use the drug to get the zinc in there somehow. So, so. the zinc essentially infiltrates cells and the hydrochloroquine mm -hmm. is there to flush out the virus or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So there, there have been some doctors that have been doing some trials on this. Um, I think right now they suspended it just because they weren't sure if it was safe. Well, you know, like you can say a lot about Donald Trump, but he, when the moment he said that, like he's like, I've been taking hydroxychloroquine every day. I was like, well, at least he puts his money where his mouth is because the dude's been talking about hydroxychloroquine as being like a potential like cure all. For coronavirus and now he's like been taking it every day and uh, oh he said he just finished taking it the president revealed he had just finished a two-week regimen and he says finish just finish and i'm still here by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean who knows um all i know is that like the current science says that if the combination of hydroxychloroquine and zinc uh do help when it comes to the, if you have the coronavirus or when it comes to prevention of the coronavirus Oh, okay. Now, see, I don't know how reliable Snopes is because I'm on Snopes looking up the Bill Gates thing, and of course, they're saying it's not true. Of course, Snopes is fucking all over the place. I don't know. I, I try not even to like to pay attention to Snopes. Well, this is from an interview. Uh, oh, Doctor Sanjay Gupta. I'm a, that's a favorite of mine, of course. <laughs> CNN doctor. Yeah. 
Let's see. $10 billion over the next 10 years to make it the year of the vaccines. What does that mean exactly? Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, we only need about six or seven more, and then you would have all the tools to reduce childhood death, reduce population growth, and everything. So that's where they're getting from reduced population growth. <laughs> he did kind of say. Interesting. Yeah. So okay, so is there anything else that about like when it comes to Corona? You know, we ha- you know we haven't even talked about who, who uh, the World Health, uh, the World Health Organization. <laughs> okay, that's funny that you said who because <laughs> I was just talking to my ex girlfriend and she said the same thing. She kept calling it the Who. <laughs> <laughs> like I think that's a band. <laughs> uh, they they were the ones that, that just suspended the hydroxychloroquine thing. They I just suspended saw thing. it? Yeah, let me see. I'll pull the article back up. World Health Organization suspends trial of Trump's hydroxychloroquine as coronavirus treatment over safety concerns, in quotes. Uh, okay, so I mean... who? Fucking... Oh, I know what you're talking about. What do you mean? You're talking about them as an organization altogether. Well, their response to coronavirus, really. Right, because there's people saying they're in China's back pocket. Yeah, that's that's something I've heard a lot. Yeah, um, one thing I am curious though about is what you just said is where they're talking about pausing trials of hydroxychloroquine as coronavirus treatment amid safety concerns. That's uh, interesting. So, has anyone died from taking hydroxychloroquine? Mm. That, see that they're not saying anything like that. Let me see. What are they saying? Due to patient safety concerns, what does that mean exactly? Temporary pause while safety data is reviewed. The review will consider data collected so far. Blah blah blah. This concern relates to the use of hydroxychloroquine. In COVID-19, we used to reiterate these drugs are accepted as generally safe for use in patients with autoimmune diseases or malaria. Um, I don't see it really explaining what it means as far as safety goes. They said they couldn't find any benefit from it. They couldn't find any benefit from it? The study found an increased frequency in abnormal heartbeat in those taking hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, okay, but that could be like a fucking shit ton of drugs. Right. Well, yeah, because, I mean, if you look at the side effects for it, they're like headaches, vomiting. <laughs> yeah. So basically so, they're saying they haven't about, found a benefit for taking it for COVID-19. But what about so in conjunction saying, with zinc? I don't even... It doesn't specify zinc, but I think that's what it was. It doesn't say anything about zinc in this. I don't know. Hmm. But they said they couldn't find any benefit from it, and uh, they're concerned that it's causing health risks, so they're suspending the trials until they can like review the data, I guess. Okay. Is there anything else about coronavirus that we haven't really covered? Mm, no, but I do kind of want to talk about the World Health Organization altogether and okay. how it seems like they're fucking corrupt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk more about that. So, like, do you do you know of any instances where they've been like, uh, like noticeably corrupt? Uh, well, yeah, with this, supposedly, um, 
because Trump had said that he wants to, I guess the World Health Organization gets paid by like different governments. And China is considered like a developing country. So they, they have to pay less than we do. And uh, Trump was basically saying their response was terrible. And they completely failed at the one thing. <laughs> like, it was, he literally said, you had one job. <laughs> he fucked it up. Yeah. So he's saying, uh, we're probably going to look into how much we're paying you guys. And we're going to see if we could pay the same as China. Because clearly you guys are working for China. So basically the idea is that like the World Health Organization is in the pocket of China. And like whatever that the Chinese government wants to like Im- like basically present to the public is what the world health organization is going to present so okay i found an article all right so while the coronavirus is changing the world china is trying to do the same already a serious strategic rival of the united states with considerable international clout it's now moving into a new field health after initial denials and cover-ups china successfully contained the covid19 outbreak but not before it had exported many cases to the rest of the world. Yeah, exactly. Despite the falsehoods it initially passed on, which played a critical role in delaying global response, yeah, it's trying to leverage its reputed success story into a stronger position on international health bodies. Most critically, Beijing succeeded from the start in steering the World Health Organization, which both receives funding from China and is dependent on the regime of the Communist Party on many levels. Its international experts didn't get access to the country until the director general visited the president of China at the end of January. Before then, they were uncritically repeating information from the Chinese authorities, ignoring warnings from Taiwan doctors, unrepresented in World Health Organization because they're a United Nations body, which doesn't recognize Taiwan. (laughs) <laughs> so Taiwan was saying, "Hey, there's a lot of issues here," and they are basically ignoring them and saying, "Oh no, we work for China." <laughs> okay, that's insane. So yeah. after the Beijing visit, so basically whatever China was telling them to say, they were saying it. Okay, so really, the World Health Organization really is in the pocket of China. So anything that the Chinese government has to say is basically what the World Health Organization is going to regurgitate. Mm -hmm. After China reported only a few new cases each day, World Health Organization declared the coronavirus a pandemic March 11th, even though it had spread globally weeks before. So that's a problem because the Chinese government is proven to be untrustworthy when it comes to like things they release to the public. Yeah. The country had gained invaluable time for the response in an all-of-government and all-of-society approach that has averted or delayed hundreds of thousands of cases protecting the global community. <laughs> That's interesting that they... Uh... So yeah, so they, they're basically the mouthpiece for China. Whatever China told them to say, they said, which delayed the response, even though the information was out there. Look, and if you need any, if you need any proof that whatever the Chinese government says is something you should question. Just look at how they handled the coronavirus in February, where they were like, oh, yeah, no, nothing's a problem. And then they were literally nailing doors and window shuts of people's houses and apartments. China reported an isolated all individuals with laboratory-confirmed COVID-19 
said the the World Health Organization spokesperson in mid-March. However, Chinese authorities only in the beginning of April started to make current numbers of asymptomatic cases with lab-confirmed infections public. (laughs) So how would they have even known that? Yeah. Hmm. Every country has its own reporting process, as he said. (laughs) Yeah, I, I guess that's true. I mean... China's kind of like, you know, whatever benefits like us looking okay, then we'll publicize that. Beijing say is growing not only at the World Health Organization, but also in the health policies of more and more countries. Oh, this is fun. (laughs) Uh, This is also an important area in China's Belt and Road Initiative and its activities in African countries. Oh, guess it all goes back to Africa. Yeah, yeah, Bill Gates like, oh, don't worry, we killed the ones who were going to say anything. Well, I do wonder where all this vaccine stuff is being manufactured. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear, though, that, that we might be getting away from having everything made in China. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Apparently, thing- we weren't concerned about the slave labor as long as things were cheap. But Here's what's, uh, con- here's what's concerning to me. And it's a real concern. Like, it's a real worldly concern is that if we start taking all of these jobs away from China that we've already irresponsibly given to China, that it's going to spark an actual war. It's going to spark like a war that in the likes of which we haven't actually ever experienced, maybe ever. And we don't ever really think about it because we never, we never experienced that. So because we haven't ever experienced that, we aren't thinking about the seriousness of a war with China. People, people think of war and they're like, Oh, you mean that those things that we go into like every year or two um, that like, you know, it's for oil or something. No, no, no. A war with China is going to be something more akin to like World War One, or it's going to be more akin to like World War Two, where it's going to be all-encompassing and completely devastating to us as a country, and we're not even we're not aware of it. We're not we're not thinking about it in serious terms. And if we start stripping jobs that we've already given them, which we shouldn't have in the first place. But if we start stripping these jobs away from China and they're like, all right, if that's what you want to do and you want to take bread away, you know, off our table, then we're going to start uh, implementing some military strikes against you. People aren't going to, people don't understand how serious that is. And that's really going to be a wake up call. Yeah. China has a lot of money and a lot of countries get their stuff manufactured there. Not only that, but their army. People don't think about it because we aren't at war with China, but the Chinese army is insane. Like, it's crazy productive. And if we were to go against China, this isn't like us going against North Korea. This isn't like us going against Iraq or Iran or any of these Middle Eastern countries. This would be like going against the biggest threat we've ever faced. And people don't understand that well and i can't imagine that they would go to war by themselves i'm sure other countries would get it on both sides so when you say world war (laughs) yeah i'm sure it would be a world war yeah that would be insane 
Yeah. Um, God knows where Russia would fall. Yeah, I guess it depends on like how we treated Russia at this point forward. Um, I mean, like, you know, a lot of people wrongfully are like, oh, Trump's in the pocket of Putin. He's not. Like, you look at the way Trump has been dealing with Russia compared to how the Obama administration dealt with Russia. It's night and day, and we're not in the favor of Russia, I promise you. Um, so people think that, and it's because of the mainstream media, that Russia it somehow has this hold on us, hold over Trump, and it's just incorrect. Like, the way that Trump treats uh, Putin, he'll talk about Putin maybe in a positive light, but the way that he handles, like, say, like, um, uh, when it comes to, like, us, like, talking about Syria and, like, us talking about, like, going into Iran. Fucking, like, us doing anything with Iran is completely against the interest of, of Russia. And, like, that's nothing that the Obama administration ever would have even dreamed of. And it's like, you can't tell me outside of memes that some, that we are in some way the bitch of Russia because it's just not true. Yeah. We, we've already had proxy wars with them in Afghanistan and all that. So yeah. I don't think anybody's looking forward to anything like that, but they're, I'm trying to remember what it was, but there was talk of some of these countries coming together to basically replace the dollar with a different currency. Well, there's been a lot of talk about uh, doing digital currencies. Um, Because right now the dollar is, you know, still... Yeah, it's still fucking a tailspin. It's still like the standard... But it's not yeah, backed yeah. by anything, and it's well, losing it's a lot. By, of it's backed by gold, technically. I think it's backed by. But we also <laughs> just print money whenever we fucking want, and like that's something actually the the head of the treasury uh, talked about uh, in interviews. Um, I think with um, I'm not sure if it was MSNBC or Fox News, but they were just like, "Listen, um, whenever we need more money, we just print it." And they never went into details about how, like, oh, that actually affects the, you know, how the dollar is presented to the world or how it, you know, it affects its worth. They're just like, listen, if we need to print money, we'll print money because we can always just print more money. And it's like, no, that's how you <laughs> collapse economies. Yeah. That, uh, God. I almost want to say we have a petrodollar because we do have oil. I think we have more oil than we have gold. Well, you know, it was funny. Up until recently, you remember when oil, like, plummeted? Um, it went, like, literally yeah. negative. It went under a cent. And oh, yeah. it got to the point where, like, um, the Middle East, I forgot what specific countries, but they were just like, we'll pay you to take our oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I remember. But... Then you look at gas prices, and it didn't reflect that worth a shit. <laughs> well, gas prices are low right now, aren't they? Mm. Lower. But are they as low as negative cents? Not even close. Oh, no, definitely not. Yeah, that's interesting, because I don't remember when in history we've had like this low of a demand for, for gas. 
Oh, yeah, for sure, because no one's going anywhere. And pollution, too. Apparently, pollution is cleared up by a lot. Well, so here's the thing. They've been saying since, like, 2012 that the biggest ozone hole that we've had has been, like, progressively closing. And now you've been seeing a resurgence of articles that are like, oh, my God, like the environment has been repairing itself more than it's ever been because no one's driving and shit like that. And that may very well be true, but how much of that is just recycled bullshit from 2012, like, or the past last eight years? Very true. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, as long as people aren't dying, it seems like there have been a lot of benefits to this. Like a lot of people have been getting to work from home. Yeah, so that's another thing that's actually a huge point is it seems like um, certain companies, because of the need of having to work from home, they're now realizing, oh, we don't have to like spend all this money every month on rent for these um, fucking commercial spaces. We can just have people use like a land, like their internet uh, provider at home and we can just like have these people work at home. And it's, I think it's, it is changing uh the workplace industry quite a bit oh yeah well it's a good thing and i mean i don't there's this whole weird thing with companies where they like don't trust their employees because there's no reason they could have been doing this years ago like we've had the technology to do this they just don't trust that you're going to do your job basically otherwise that i think there's that and it's just tradition like people have been so reliant on like things being the same and no one ever speaks out against like, you know, something being as it's been for the last like 50, 60 years. So it's like, um, it's that. And when you see that, like, you know, you know, they can, they can say like, Oh, I don't know if people are going to do their work when they're at home or on all of this shit. But they, if they look at production production for the most part, I assume hasn't changed because people still want their jobs and people still want to make money. So they're doing their jobs. So production percentages of like, when it comes to like them getting their work done, it hasn't changed all that much. Yeah. Well, plus, I mean, this is 2020, you know, we can, we can do things online now. There's, there's a lot of stuff you could do without having to be in person. It's not like it was before and the internet's super fast. So, like there's very few things I could think of that you couldn't do online. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's actually been a point. Like a lot of people have like said privately and shit like that, but it's never hit home as hard as it has now because they haven't had that lockdown. Yeah. It's kind of uh, forced us to uh, change a lot of things. So it'll be interesting seeing going forward, how this is going to affect our society when, when we'll be able to actually all go back to normal what's going to be changed and what won't yeah so is there anything else with the coronavirus we haven't really talked about mm, nothing i could think of let's see what do we talk about we talked about the uh world health organization the bats bill gates uh oh the vaccine there was a thing i saw about um the antibodies i think they were doing it in new york where they were actually um finding people that had had the virus and that had gotten better and basically um, getting antibodies from them and uh, using it to inject it into people to get sick with it. 
Oh, so they're trying to like figure out like a way to of doing like a their own vaccine. Yeah, instead of having to wait, because I don't even know when they're saying the vaccine is going to be available. Well, it seems like Bill Gates at least seems to be saying that it's going to be within the next eighteen months. I don't even know if we're going to need it by then, dude. But there's that, and it's like, do we have a vaccine for the common cold? We don't. Like what? What what makes you think that we're gonna have something that's really gonna be like worth a shit? Yeah, well, that's why they were doing the antibodies thing because apparently that was a thing that they've been doing. I think even maybe before vaccines were a thing. Yeah, which seems pretty smart to me. So hopefully they could, um, you know, do that on a mass level and hopefully that'll um, work. Yeah. So anyway, that's pretty much all of it, right? I think so. All right. So thank you for listening. And as always, question everything, uh, at least to a responsible degree. And have a great night. And thank you for listening.